0: Hey, y'all, and welcome to Should Have Been Thursdays. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelly. Cheers! Cheers.
1: That sounded like crap.
0: Oh, boy. It's a recap episode, y'all, so um, I want you to forgive us in advance for the technical difficulties. Kelly's brother, Sean, is going to help us. He's going to hook us up, get us fixed. The next time,
1: once we listen to what Sean tells us to do, this will be the most professional podcast you've ever heard.
0: (laughs) Did you find us until then? It's going to sound like this. (laughs) It doesn't sound bad. It's just, we can't hear what it sounds like real time. Um, did you find us a intern yet? Uh, I'm working on that. I got a couple ideas. Okay. All right, great. Okay. Kelly, can you believe it's episode
1: 20 ish? No, I was actually looking back at our catalog of of, uh, stories, and it's pretty impressive.
0: I can't believe it's lasted this long. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Me neither. (laughs) Thank you, listeners, for your support, for tuning in. Whether you listen every week or you binge and you have time, it's been really fun hearing from everybody. Um, Everybody's favorite lesbian, Haley. I could always count on her and Brittany to be the first two listens on Thursday mornings, but they've been a little preoccupied lately with their baby. So it's really been um, a couple days to pick up steam, but things are good. Things are good. We um, haven't offended anyone lately that I know of and (laughs) that you know of. (laughs) No one has voiced that to me and we are up to 1,645 Listens. Damn gina Right? We were fifteen hundred. Yes. Is so how many
1: episodes did it take you
0: to get to thousand. I don't remember exactly the number. Mm, uh LB asked how many episodes it took us to get to a thousand. I know you can't hear him. We did give him an, a mic tonight, but it's unplugged. So <laughs> Micah Kelly to take live video footage of that. But um He thinks he's talking to an into a mic, yeah, but no. it's unplugged. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so so yes, our intentions not to ever offend. In fact, we're just always trying to be a little light in this heavy world. Um, A little meringue among the gravy. You know, have you ever heard that? No, you sound like an old person. I made that up. But it's only because so many people told me that a cacophony for them was the word (laughs) meringue. Which I don't know what was so bad about the word meringue. Okay, Kelly, you aren't on the spot this week for a should not have been. And since this is episode 20 and our 10th in this run, so just stick with me as I math nerd out. Every 10 episodes, that block, we change your prompts. So the next episode, we won't have that. I thought we should maybe do a quick recap on everything you should not have been and see if there's been any changes. Hmm. Okay. All right. I got it. So um, I've got one to save. For the end, that's actually the first thing I was going to say, but a story you told me right before we went on air, air, I'm going to have you (laughs) elaborate. So should you still, should not have been, or should have been politician? Oh, 100%. No. Absolutely not. Leader of the podcast? Mm, Absolutely not. Should have been on vacation? 100%. Yes. Yes. A manicurist?
1: Absolutely not. Uh, Eagles fan? 100% One hundred percent, yes. Even though they shit the bed at the end of the season, I still love the Eagles. That Go hard. Birds!
0: We're it, we're in preparations for next season. That's I'll right. talk to
1: you in September. Okay,
0: that's right. You know, there's something to be said about diehard fans, and I appreciate that about you, Kelly. Thank Just you. To be the yes. Oh, don't, don't don't shit on Jason Kelsey. No, no, he's saying he's retiring. Uh. It's not out yet. It's not By official. By the way, it's
1: not he has not made that official. Yes. Yeah, you don't oh,
0: you must oh, not yeah. listen to New Heights. <laughs> Shout out to Jason and Travis. Maybe I'll tag you in this and see if you want to collaborate. But um <laughs> uh-huh. he hasn't said it yet. He cried last week and was very vulnerable and I love it. They cry a lot. Mm-hmm. And as a mother of sons, I just I hope my brother, my kids can be tight brothers like the two of them. <laughs> okay. Kelly, have you changed your stance on being a returner of things?
1: Absolutely not. Although Since the last time we recorded, I did return two things for Amazon.
0: Kelly, I'm so proud of you. Hold on. I'm going to do some applause. I don't know if it's going (laughs) to (laughs) work.
1: Listener, if you heard that, I hope you enjoyed that. I did. I returned two things, mainly because Amazon sent me a reminder email that if I didn't do it in the next week, I would not
0: get my money back. You were getting charged. Yeah. I, my friend, um, well, we were watching the Bill's... Kansas City game on Sunday night and someone was talking about Taylor Swift's bangs oh. and I have a bang story maybe for another day but my really good friend Megan sent me a link to clip on bangs and so I was like you know what I'll buy them and they got you del- did not they got delivered tonight and they're orange even though they said ash blonde so they're going right back to where they came from it's sitting no, by the back door you're wearing them to the next no adding. no 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 and I don't return <laughs> things either so that's going to be up to LB I'll send them the code. It'll be be fine. All right. So something that I think you may have changed your opinion on, unwillingly, shout out to my homegirl, Alicia, social media influencer. I heard that a whole flock of women that you're friends with have discovered the podcast.
1: They have, but not
0: because I shared it on social media. (laughs) But maybe that's the next step. I mean, maybe, maybe. Okay, don't forget, everybody, when we hit 2,000 that Kelly is going to take over Instagram for Should Have Been Thursday and upgrade her social media influencer status. I will. I will. And
1: I'll wear my sweatshirt that Courtney gave me for my birthday that says, Ask Me About My Podcast. Perfect,
0: Kelly. (laughs) It's all coming full circle. And as far as the Eagles comment... Next week, stay tuned. We have an episode that may have a subtle or not so subtle nod to the Eagles. So everybody get excited. Okay. Hey, remember when Courtney doesn't like when I talk about sports, but yet she's talking about the Eagles right now. And they're not even my team. <laughs> I, I text Kelly a couple of weeks ago for the wild card playoffs, and, and I said, you know, the uh, Pennsylvania teams that we both cheer for have really – disappointed me this season yes they have Uh,
1: both of them shit the bed but i feel like pittsburgh you know 50 50 chance whether they were going to beat the bills but eagles my expectations were low because of their performance at the end of the season so we'll see some offseason changes we'll get back at it and you know i'm
0: not like a great statistician about the NFL. So the only reason I'm cheering for the Chiefs is cuz they beat the Bills who beat the Steelers. So here I am, a Chiefs fan. Although Kelly's daughter did wear a Chiefs shirt with me for the uh, playoff she game.
1: Did. I'm not pleased about it, but I'm
0: okay with it. Yeah, she was doing it for me. <laughs> okay. Let's do some recaps. You ready? Uh, sure. All right, let's go, baby girls. Episode 16. The 12 Days of Fatness. I don't know yet about you, Kelly, but that was probably one of my favorite episodes.
1: It was fun. It was fun. It was, it was a nice midday recording. You know, on Christmas Hanging Day. out on
0: Christmas Day. That's just how much you mean to me, <laughs> that I'll spend part of that. We spent Christmas Day together. Yes, we're, with the Refrigerator Bandit. <laughs> we're locked in. We're locked in with Bill, still working on his code name, LB. So... I loved all the mini stories and having the singing and everything. I've gotten more feedback on that episode than any other. So I think we're going to have to do a few more, like, singing episodes. Hmm. Because pop- the voices were so amazing? Well, I think everybody could just relate. They were trying to keep up with all the things. So... It was a I'm, good set of stories. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but as I say, beep, beep, bitch. It was a pretty good episode. Also, that was a beautiful day in
1: Virginia. We were out on the porch recording that episode. Yes.
0: drinking mimosas.
1: That was, that was over the good old days when we were on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, if you share the podcast a little bit
1: more. Maybe I too can make my own That's schedule. Right.
0: <laughs> That's the reason I retired. All right. So for holiday hiccups, I have a listener story and little sugar pants here. Kelly is also gonna tell a story. So I'll go first. I'll give okay. you time. Okay. So I have a story from Instagram. Any of you who have ever been around kids on Christmas know it's exhausting. And you don't have to be a parent to know this. Like anybody around kids at Christmas. They can see the exhaustion on the parents' faces. You're up late Christmas Eve, up early on Christmas. Well, Kate, baby girl, we know Kelly wasn't up early on Christmas. We all have to wait on Kelly to open her. Oh, kids. I know. I, I've
1: already <laughs> talked to Kate about her comments there. But look, when your kids Stay are strong, older, Kelly, when your kids are older, you can set the limit of how early
0: they can get up. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I opened a wound there. Um, <laughs> But it's exhausting. And then when you have to host family, it's just, you're so tired. And, it's, and very tiring. And we had a listener with two small kids right in the thick of the Santa age that said she was exhausted and had to host not one, but two functions on actual Christmas Day because she had small kids and either her or her husband had divorced parents that didn't want to come at the same time. So she did two Christmases in addition to Santa coming in the morning, which that makes me tired just talking about it. Like it does not sound fun. Yeah, no. But good sport award for doing that. Like way to be a good mom. Um, but the day was finally over and all she wants to do is collapse in bed, but she has one more hurdle, bath time. So the finish line's in sight, light at the end of the tunnel – Turns out the light was an oncoming train. Because when she went to turn on the bathtub, the faucet broke and it was stuck in a permanently on position. (laughs) At first, I'm I'm assuming she like plugs the bathtub, it fills up, and then she can't turn the water off. So she's unplugging the bathtub. I don't know exactly what went down. Um, I didn't ask her permission to say her name. But her husband was highlighted in an episode in the past so this is a uh should have been thursday super family and um she she made her husband come and look at what was happening and she was like i'm gonna put the kids to bed you deal with this and she said the whole time she's putting the kids to bed it's just like loud tools banging on pipes and him cussing and finally he 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 must have said like Go wash your face, brush your teeth. I got to turn the water off to the whole house. I can't get the water to stop. (laughs) So yeah, there you go. What could have made your holidays better? An ever-flowing faucet. That's right. So the moral of the story is don't give your kids a bath on Christmas Christmas night.
1: night. But then let them just go to sleep in their filth because they've
0: had a wonderful day. But you have to bathe your kids every other day and you can't bathe them on Christmas Eve. Fair.
1: You could bathe them at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's
0: what we did before church, and it was a fight. (laughs) We went to um, the 4 o'clock church service, and it was a huge fight. But they did it because, you know, Santa was coming.
1: That's right. You use that to your advantage for all it's worth.
0: Oh, I could have had them performing, like, the Von Trapp family musical that night because Santa was coming. (laughs) But, yes, I'm sorry that happened to you, my friend. You know, that does suck. I hope your next Christmas is better. Okay, Kelly. Yes, ma'am. She also has a childhood tradition from Christmas that she's going to tell us about. So,
1: you know, growing up, we had Christmas Day every year for years at our house. So we hosted my mom's side of the family. And it was a great time, right? Everyone come in, cousins, aunts, uncles, hang out. And every year, uh, between sometime between 2.30 and 4.30, the phone would ring. And we would all gather in the living room by the phone because, again, pre-portable phones, whatever. Or for whatever reason, I guess we chose to go to that particular phone. I know
0: what you're talking about. It's like a, um, a cordless phone that can sit on its stand and be speaker.
1: Yes. Okay. I'm yes. With you. And it was, it was in that, I just remember our living room. So we would go there and it was always who we called Uncle Michael Upstate, but it was Uncle Michael. He lived upstate. He was too far away to come for Christmas. So <laughs> it, literally year after year after year, between 2.30 and 4.30, he would call and like, you know, my grandparents would, would gather around the phone, my mom, you know, my aunts and uncles, my dad, whatever, all my cousins, the ki- you know, all the cousins, including myself and my brother and sister would like come in the room for a second and be like, oh, hey, Merry Christmas. And then we'd go off and like play with our toys and whatever. But we always knew it as Uncle Michael Upstate would call because he was too far away to come for Christmas. That is what we knew. And then one year as we got older. You know, the call came through at its typical time, between 2.30 and 4.30. And we were like, it it clicked. And I don't remember. I think we connected dots to stories we had heard throughout the past, like, several months. And we were just old enough to start to put reality together. And we all, I remember distinctly, my sister, brother, and I, and, like, a couple of my cousins looking at each other and saying, holy shit, he's in jail <laughs> and jail. he's calling,
0: Prison.
1: well, prison, <laughs> upstate. He's calling us because that is when his allotted time is to call us. And, and the, it clicks The call
0: started off, yes, I will accept the charges. They didn't hear yes, that part, babe. They we never kids. heard that part. We never heard, <laughs> yes, I will accept the charges.
1: But so for years, we had no idea. Um, we just thought he was just too far away to join us for Christmas. And so we always knew him as uncle Michael upstate, right? And very nice. We, again, we would say hello on the phone. Um, several years later, he was out of said upstate prison and he joined us for Christmas at our house. I love that. We were like, this is where we would listen to your phone calls. And we pointed to the living room. (laughs) And he was very nice. He had made some mistakes in his youth that brought him there. He was very nice. He came out of jail. He moved on. He married a wonderful woman. You said he had a great life. They had. He had a great life. We all so, made mistakes. Um, you know, I just—it's just hilarious because we always, we would always call, we would always call him that, but yet we never knew what it meant <laughs> <laughs> until we became old enough to understand.
0: Merry Christmas. <laughs> Uncle Michael from upstate's on the phone to to wish you happy holidays. That's right.
1: He would say, Merry Christmas, everyone. How's everyone doing? They would chit-chat. The cousins and I and my sister and brother would carry on with our afternoon. Wow. How lovely. (laughs) How
0: Pennsylvania of you. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. It's a Pennsylvania story right there for (laughs) y'all. Well, thank you, Kelly. That's really funny. I love that story. He's passed. Right, he's passed away. So may he rest in peace. Yes. Does your phone ever <laughs> just ring randomly during the hours of two thirty to four thirty on, <laughs> on Christmas Day. Day?
1: You wouldn't know because we were recording the Twelve Days of Fatness. That's right. This year we were recording. <laughs> but uh, yes, no. I love he it. he had a great life after prison. He learned his lesson. He had a great, uh, you know, he married a wonderful woman. But um, yeah, it was. It was pretty funny because it took us many, many years to figure it out.
0: Hey, we don't put it together when you're a kid. Exactly. And everyone, in a very, very future episode, we're going to do a cop episode. More on that later. But, I mean, (laughs) it all comes full circle. Okay, the next next recap. Mechanic stories, car fails, gas stations. Okay, my friend... Sent me this story, and again, I'm not mentioning any names this time because I did not get permission from anybody, but she said she had a, this was not her word, but I love this word, a craptastic car. You know, we all had a car like that in our teens or early 20s, so a listener was driving her old-ass car where nothing works, and she's in traffic downtown somewhere with her friend, and she said her friend that was in the car with her is from some small, remote, rural Podunk USA Town. Can you can you do the sound effect for Podunk? Oh. Yes. And the car starts to sputter and act cray cray and then just completely shuts off. And I don't know if you've ever been on like 95 when your car's having a moment where it's acting like a fool, but you just you're freaking out. So she's Oh,
1: I actually have. I'll tell you that story in a second.
0: Oh yeah, we've I mean everybody who has lived in a big town. I mean, a big city has had that moment. So she's like forcing traffic to stop. And finally, I don't know. It's before cell phones. So someone has called a tow truck for her. And I don't I don't know if it was a cop. I'm not exactly sure of the story. But her sheltered friend who was with her, every time a nice motorist would stop to help them, would shield their purses with her body because she didn't <laughs> want them to get stolen. <laughs> And she, her friend is scared that everyone is basically a murderer targeting disabled drivers, like in the broad daylight, which is a real thing. Well, it, that's I know probably accurate. I'm still scared of that to this day. I, I we'll save our stories for another time because I have one where I'll be. I don't even want to tell it's so funny, but yes, it's a real fear for women, especially. So finally, I put a pin in that, and I'll put okay, mine too. I got you. So finally, the tow truck comes. And takes the car away. And I don't know if they ride with the tow truck driver. That was always the worst part for me. was like, how do I get to where my car is? Or how do I get home or whatever? It's like adventures in babysitting. When you have to go with the tow truck driver. Yes. (laughs) You're unlocking core (laughs) memories. Okay, so they get to wherever they are. And they find out what's wrong with the car. And remember, nothing worked on the car. And this included the gas gauge. So they risked getting... Sideswiped by cars on a freeway and they towed her car for hundreds of dollars, her craptastic car, when all they had to do was get one of those red plastic jugs and fill it up with gas and maybe spend like $6 back then and fill up the tank and drive home. But basically, what I'm taking from the story is the car was totaled just from the price of the tow truck. <laughs> and then another friend told me a story about she she titled this story "Killing My Honda," and she was going like almost eighty on the interstate with n- no warning. The car dies, and when you're going that fast, you're able to like coast into the shoulder. And she gets somebody to come like tow the car or whatever, and they're running the di- diagnostics, and they're like, "What kind of condition was the car in?" She said, "What well, was totally fine." What What do you mean? And they said. It was completely and totally overheated. And you should have known that because it smells like metallic burned hair. And the mechanic is like basically mansplaining to her how you should know your car is going to explode. And she said, I have no sense of smell. (laughs) Is this during COVID or pre-COVID? No, no. No, I think she's like born with no sense of smell. (laughs) So that sucks. Like your car was blowing up and you didn't know it. So I have a question, Kelly. Obviously, that's a con of having no smell. But let's just ping pong real fast on this recap episode where we're just grasping for straws to make it funny. (laughs) What are some pros to not having a sense of smell? Look, the first pro I can think of is <laughs>
1: you will not hear any farts, or you will hear them, but you won't smell them. <laughs> You'll hear them.
0: Oh, well, silent but deadly. Also, true. You might not true. hear. True. You won't smell them. Also, my girl Alicia told me, as I've already revealed on the podcast, that your biggest fear is bo. Yes, so I. You'd have a new fear.
1: I would have. I. I mean, that would be amazing if. Well, if you couldn't smell. No, I. I don't. I take that back. Good smells. There's some good smells. Yeah. But if I couldn't smell bad smells, like if I could regulate, I could only smell good smells, but not bad smells. Yeah. If you had
0: some kind <laughs> of spectrum. And I couldn't smell
1: B.O. A schnoz spectrum. That is one of my, definitely one of my top pet peeves of all time. Yeah.
0: I don't like B.O. You've, yeah. You always yes. smell good. You always smell good, well, Kelly. Thank you. I've never like, and we've worked out together. We play pickleball <laughs> together. I've never been like, that bitch stinks. <laughs> it's because
1: I take... Proper precautions oh, yeah. to never smell. Oh, you know oh. who
0: smells bad
1: when he works out? Bill. Oh don't don't bring <laughs> Bill into this. Oh shit, he's putting Bill on blast. You don't smell good when you work out either. No one does. We were on the
0: way to the store one day after work now and he was like I Stop. Am no one life. can hear you. Your your <laughs> microphone's not plugged in. Um LB is talking into a mic that's not plugged in. That's right. And also <laughs> I think of another pro is if God thought, look at this very girly woman who takes pride in her appearance and how she smells. Let's give her three sons because they smell heinous, like almost all the time. The baby, the little one, he still smells like a baby most of the time, like, but the other two and like my oldest, he is such a sweetheart. And he like wants to cuddle, especially when he's had like a good game or something. And I'm like breathing through my mouth only. Yes,
1: and it's only going to get worse. I'm oh, just going to warn you right now. Oh,
0: it's only going to get worse. Oh, yeah. He had a pair of football <laughs> my oldest. And he, he's a really good athlete. Like, all my kids have their strengths. His is definitely athleticism. He had a pair of football gloves that could not be in the same car as me. Like, I regretted every time I drove him home in those football gloves that I didn't have, like, a separated trunk. That I had, like, a hatchback or whatever my car is called. <laughs> Awful. This is why I joke that you're very similar to Alicia, and I know
1: she loves when you just like totally throw her out on the she podcast. She's dragging her.
0: <laughs> I like how she says,
1: comparing her to me is dragging her. <laughs> but Alicia has a heightened sense of smell. Oh, does she? So I feel like you and Alicia have a heightened sense of smell, where you smell shit that no one else smells. Okay.
0: Now, Cordy, here's- that's too. So we should do a whole episode on sound, on, 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 on sounds, smells, t- the five senses. We'll yeah, do that. I'll, I'll get promise. my girl Alicia on my side for that. Mark me down for Doritos. So. Okay, yes. So, LB is down for Doritos. Well, I mean, I can't be home. Okay, third episode. This is going to be a fast recap for this one. So this was the Wordsmith episode, and since the episode aired, I've had lots and lots of words. That you don't like, can't stand when they're mispronounced, unfortunate names, and they are cracking me up. So here we go, Kelly. More names that are strange. That's like lack of a better way to describe them. Harry Dickey. (laughs) (laughs) Holden Cox. Wow. Holden Cox. Actually, that's a good name, but also hilarious. Mm -hmm. A urologist from back home, Dr. Little John. (laughs) You you can only become a urologist. If your name Dr. If Little John? If your name is Dr. There Little was another John. one too, and I can't remember it off the top of my head that was also the urologist. That was funny. Maybe I'll look it up for another day. But and then someone said this isn't really funny but strange. Why, if your last name was Keys, would you name your child Mercedes Keys? <laughs> Dumb. And then No, you're rolling in it. I Mercedes Keys. Mercedes Keys. And then someone who I'm desperately trying to get on the podcast. And again, I didn't ask permission. So she knows who she is. She told me that she knows someone named Richard Burns who went by Dickie. (laughs) Dickie (laughs) Burns. (laughs) And I'm desperately trying to get her on the podcast. She is one of the funniest people I've ever met. She actually (laughs) said her like dream career or alternate career would be stand up comedy. So I'm going to try to get her on here, but. Dickie Burns. Here's some words that people hate with basically no explanation that they sent it to me. Slurp. Mm, okay. Lunches.
1: Lunches, like oh, lunges or lunches? Lunches, like in between
0: breakfast like, and dinner. Like make your lunch. Yeah, don't like it. Comfy. Okay. I don't know. That makes me think of cozy, which is a great Beyonce. Cozy. Song. Cozy. I'm yeah. comfortable. Um, jammies. Cyst. Cyst is terrible. I'm in. I'm in on cyst. (laughs) It's terrible. That's just to name a few. Cyst, Yeah. And um, the listener earlier that sent me the bathtub story about Christmas night also told me she hates a word that I think could have maybe applied to her on Christmas night. She hates the word chillax. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, mispronounced words. Actually, I'm kind of with her on
1: that. Like, no. She's not trying to make chillax- a thing. Yeah. It's like, I like,
0: it's like mean girls fetch. Oh, you know, I like combining two songs. I love a mashup, but mashing up words. I felt like you're just being lazy, just being lazy. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm with them. Okay. Mispronounced word accessories. I don't know the mispronunciation of that access. I don't know. That could be a whole hmm. debate, especially our friend, Lindsay, Lindsay Yocum said, especially? she hates when people say, X specially. <laughs> I love me, some Lindsay. Salmon and sigh. Yes. And who really knows how to say that word? That's a made-up everything? A sigh. What is that supposed to mean? You may have pronounced it as aki or a oh no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> That's you know, just and then last night I was in a group text with two of my very close friends and one of them was working on a recipe and they said the the recipe needed some time to Cahill, but it was spelled like a Spanish word, like K A J I L E congeal Dad, yeah, you got it. You got it immediately. I said, <laughs> I really don't know what you're trying to say. So they sent me a voice text. It said, Google, how do you spell Cahill? <laughs> it was like using context clues. And I realized they were trying to say congeal and we, Proceeded to roast this person <laughs> in good clean fun. There is nothing better in this whole wide world than good clean roasting. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna need to know who that is. I'll tell after you later. Finish this up because I said I was gonna tell in the episode, and they didn't say no, but they didn't say yes. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> okay, our here final we are, can healing, can healing, <laughs> can healing together. <laughs> Actually, I was in a group text with his wife, and she was like, "I'm gonna sit by the chimney." And watch my food kahil. I was dying, (laughs) dying, dying. No, I said, you're just writing the podcast. Okay, so final episode, Parenting Fails. And I'm going to tell two stories. One of them, you have a story. But we're going to save it again for a future episode. We have like so many future episodes. So I'm just, I like to leave you guys on the edge of your seat. (laughs) But I promised the Good Sport Award trip that I would tell my story about the first time I was in, irresponsible parent. And when I say irresponsible parent, my mother was watching my six month old. And it was the first time I had been away from him. So I'm not really truly irresponsible, just like our friend trip in the story. But I just have to like say that's so the cops don't come after me or like if Suter ever leaves me, this isn't used against me. I was well within the legal parameters as a parent by myself without my child. But Nonetheless, just like trip, this is my first night going out without my kid. Okay.
1: First kid, second get third first kid, third kid? First kid. Okay. First kid. That's
0: when it's the worst, too. It was a Thursday night tech game.
1: Oh, say no more. <laughs> if I had to guess, I probably didn't want
0: to go. And LB was like, we're going. Your mom said she'll watch the baby. Let's go have some fun. First red flag. <laughs> we were drinking a drink called Loopy. That was the name of the <laughs> drink. And I drank 6 million of them. And it was just a foreshadowing. So 6 million loopies into tailgating. And I'm a very lightweight at this point. I was still like nursing. I was not drinking like I am now. And, and to be clear for the audience,
1: Thursday night tech game means Thursday night, college football game on ESPN, lots of tailgating. Big It's, deal. A, it's a party scene. It's a big deal. Yeah. And if
0: you're a season ticket holder – It is like win or lose, best sign of the year. Yeah. And we were playing Miami, which is like a big rival. So that wasn't all in here, but thank you, Kelly, for bringing all that up. Thank you for defending me. I just wanted to clarify. Thank you. That's why we're (laughs) friends. So we're walking into the stadium, and I knew I had to pump and dump. Shout out to all the moms out there that know what that meant. So I was like, I'm just going to go all in. If I've got to pump and dump, if I've ruined this, I'm going to ruin it all the way. So I stumbled down the steep hill on the way of the game, trying not to fall. People are like holding me up. We get inside, we go to the concession stand, the sweet concession stand worker. And at Virginia tech shout out to Virginia tech. All the concession stand workers are raising money for their philanthropies, which I think is great. A plus job go Hokies. But this like sweet, innocent college student <laughs> handed me a diet Coke, which I proceeded to, Butterfinger, and not even touch. It just falls straight to the counter. You need some caffeine and non-alcoholic beverages. I was just a general mess. But we got food, get to our seats, and I'm feeling a little bit better. At this time, you couldn't drink in the game, and I shouldn't have drank in the game, even if I could have. But it's halftime, and I'm I'm feeling a lot better. Not great. (laughs) The games aren't that long, but I'm feeling better. So at halftime, we go to this indoor lounge concession area and meet up with some friends. And listeners, I'm not kidding when I say this. The friends we met up with are famous. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but they are famous. I'm (laughs) talking. Was it Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Not yet. This was uh, ten years ago. Okay. But this is someone who made sixteen million dollars a year, famous, like famous, famous. And I'm sitting on a couch with it's a husband and wife, famous husband and wife, and I'm sitting on the couch beside the wife, and then my best friend. I didn't ask if I could tell her name in this story, but go back in previous episodes, my best friend's with me. And we're sitting on the couch. Your best friend who goes to check games with you. <laughs> Got it. Which is you, Kelly. <laughs> and this other friend. And this other friend. That also starts with a K. <laughs> and so we're sitting on this couch all together like ducks in a row. And the really famous woman says, what did you get for your push present? And I said, oh my God, LB did this amazing job with my push present. And he gave me a new setting for my ring. And I had been so fat that I hadn't been able to wear my ring. So he surprised me like in labor and delivery with a new setting like a halo band. And that ring, I know I keep saying this, but that's another future podcast story. But anyway, it was gorgeous. And she was like, "Oh my god, my daughter is getting ready to get engaged, and her like future fiance has reached out to us and he's stressing about what kind of ring to get her and yours is gorgeous. Like it's a great ring. Can I try it on and like send her a picture?" I was like, sure. She goes, well, while I wear your ring, why don't you wear mine? <laughs> okay. So I'm like all flattered that she's done this. I'm I'm probably slurring my speech. She should have seen some red flags. <laughs> so she takes off her like eight million dollar wedding ring and lets me wear it. And it is a whopper. It's a humongous ring. Like huge. The rock is out of this world. And we're all distracted because it's halftime. So we're just trying to like fit in all the conversations with all the people you didn't see before. And she's, she's kind of talking to someone else and she gives me my ring back while she's kind of in another conversation. She's like, here's your ring back and starts talking. And I'm like, Oh my God, I've lost her ring. I can't find her ring. And it's, it's huge. And I'm a, a little first time, out since I've had a baby feeling drunk. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't find her ring. I'm at first calm, cool, collected as I could be. I don't see it anywhere obvious. And I don't want her to think I've lost her ring. (laughs) So I look at my best friend and I mouth and point to my ring finger. I lost her ring. So we're both on high alert. And my best friend, we're like the girls from Bridesmaids. We can speak without using words, she immediately distracts the woman and she's like talking to her and like focuses her, like turns her body towards her. And I am looking everywhere. I'm combing the carpet. I'm, I'm, I cannot find this ring. So I sit back down on the couch and I'm like, great. My buzz is gone. I've got to tell her I've lost this like ring and we've all got to like join forces to find it. And so I tap her on the shoulder. I'm like, Hey, blankety blank. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know how to tell you this but and then my eyes panned down and this was at a time in life where we all wore the ugg boots with the like the boots with the fur the birds with the fur that's right and i could see the s- whole club was looking at so her, her, her legs were, were crossed towards me and i could see her ring had fallen in the top of the fur of her ugg boots <laughs> and i just reached down and and then I'm you got like, low low <laughs> low low Gave it right back to her. I'm mean, gonna act like nothing ever happened. So, Trip, you aren't alone in disastrous uh, decisions that led to a downfall <laughs> that could have gone really bad. But thankfully, hey, she got her ring out. back. I think they're divorced now. So oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. She got that ring in the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I should have kept it. Okay, here we go. Last story of the recap episode. So, our really good friend called me today and said she was binging the podcast, and she had a parenting fail. And I'm writing the script, and lo and behold, I can't read my own handwriting. I don't know what the second parenting fail story is supposed to be. So I reached out to her. I said, you know, on the phone you said you had a parenting fail, but it was probably too late to turn it in. What are your thoughts on stopping working in this lustrous career in and sending me that story? She said, no problem. So here it is. And now this is verbatim because I did not have time to rewrite this. She says, so when my daughter was about two and a half, I used to love to take her to Chick-fil-A for some yummy, quote, healthy fast food in a, quote, clean playground area. This was 20 years ago, and they were all the rave. My daughter was a chubby, cute kid, and I used to squeeze her chunky legs and said, I'm going to eat your ham and cheese. You know, we all say stuff like that to <laughs> our kids. And she just looked so adorable. And she was going through the slides and the tubes at Chick-fil-A. I relaxed with my sweet tea and my nuggets, enjoying the peace. And then suddenly I hear screams coming from the play area. The door open and kids start running out. And I asked one of the other moms, what's going on? And she said, a kid has thrown up. And I'm thinking, no biggie, it happens. I was just hoping it wasn't my daughter sliding down a puddle of puke. So I see her... Telltale pink pants coming out of the tube. And as I walk up to her, she turns around and I'm like, oh my God, that's not my kid. So she's here somewhere. Where did my kid go? I look and look, nowhere. And then, as we've all done, she started to panic. The worst thoughts are running through my head. I'm calling her name. She's nowhere. The employees start helping me look for her. I just know someone has kidnapped her because, I mean, she's so cute, right? And when I was about to lose my mind, I hear a table of older moms which I'm going to ask my friend who sent me this, what the criteria for older moms is. Anyway, I saw a table of older moms bursting into roaring laughter. I look to the back, and here comes my daughter. No pants, no diaper, buck-ass naked, running up to me with her chubby (laughs) cheeks for all the world to see. And just when she gets to me, I say, Daughter. She actually said her name, but I don't want to say it on the podcast. (laughs) Daughter, where are your pants? And she just smiles and starts slapping her legs, yelling, ham and cheese, ham and cheese. (laughs) I gasped while the ladies were literally falling out of their seats and threw my sweatshirts over her. The lady said, hey, honey, she came from the bathroom. Also, it was the men's room. <laughs> Needless to say, I was ever so embarrassed. I wish she had told the story. She would. Sh- I love her inflections. I was ever so embarrassed, mother of the year here, but so relieved, and gave everyone at Chick-fil-A a good laugh. Thank God my kids are, kids are grown. I'm not cut out for this shit. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it, right? I mean, Kelly, I know you also have a fast food Uh, story, but we're going to save that again. Like I've said 115 times tonight and just save it in your mind. And to everyone who's submitting stories to us, thank you so much. They brighten my day. Hopefully they brighten everyone's day when they listen to these. Keep them coming. Keep sending them in. We have a great block of stories coming up, but I'm always looking for more. And if you're curious onto some topics, I'm looking for stories in and you might be inspired. I need fast food, Emergency room, weddings, celebrities, police, and honestly, any story that you think is crazy or unbelievable, I can turn it into an episode. We love y'all. Thank you so much for supporting Should Have Been Thursdays. Follow us on Instagram, Apple, Spotify, all the things. Tune in next week for one of our funniest stories yet. And until then, bye lovers. Bye y'all. Stay awkward.